Hello, yes people. We are the Yes Girls here saying yes to a third season. Already? Yes, a third season of the podcast and even the second episode of the third season. Awesome. I am Akumu and with me you get very good value for your money. Um, okay, and I'm Claire and I guess I'd like to think I'm, I'm, I'm very valuable actually. Well then. I might not be able to stretch my budget for you this episode, sorry. And, and why would that be? Because I'd rather not pick up the tab. Oh, anyway, more mm. on that later. We, the Yes Girls, are two Nairobi-based wanderlusters who are making it our mission to say yes to doing, being and learning something different every two weeks. And we are documenting our journeys through it all. So this podcast is a strange and interesting epi- uh, episode. Wow. It is an episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this podcast is a strange and interesting result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging, sometimes fun, sometimes entertaining, and sometimes downer, downright outrageous experiences. Yep. And we also have guest ex- guest experts. or <laughs> we contagious. Could call them experts. <laughs> and a no-girl to keep us on our toes. But Akumu, why, why do you keep talking about money and budgets and value? I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. I got so much into this episode's challenge, saying yes to the most scary thing ever. <laughs> Scarier than comedy, right? No. <laughs> saying yes to learning how to manage our money. Imagine that. Money management. So now I'm a walking, talking, budgeting machine. <laughs> but at the end of the day, however good your money management skills are, you're still one half of, and I'm the other half of, the, the Yes Girls! Girls. Before we get into this episode, just one quick thing. Um, of course, before you get your money's worth of an episode again. This is season three, and so far we've gotten some amazing feedback from you about all our, not all, but some of our previous episodes in both season one and two. I'll read just one of them. Uh, this one is from Rafael Onyango. He sent it through Instagram, and he said, um, I thought it was a female content-oriented po- oriented podcast, like many out there, mm-hmm. because of the title. And boy, was I wrong. The oh, chemistry girl, between... Was I wrong. Uh, true. <laughs> the chemistry between Claire and Akumu is amazing. And the topics Aww. are always refreshing. Yeah, we could play a movie and act like a couple, <laughs> clearly, because we have amazing chemistry. <laughs> so the most, he also says, the most fantastic thing about the podcast is in trying to educate us, you do not just rely on your personal experience. You guys bring experts on the show. And to me, that legitimate legitimizes your content just keep going wow thank you Raphael thank Thank you you so so much we truly 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 appreciate you remember you can do like Raphael and send us a message either a voice message directly on our podcast page on anchor that's anchor a-n-c-h-o-r dot f-m slash yes girls podcast on instagram by sliding I love it. Or dropping into our DMs or a comment on our Instagram at Yes Girls Podcast. We've also, we've also had a lot of requests for Yes Girls merch, the merch, the swag. So if you're interested in hoodies or t-shirts, drop us a message and we will listen to you like you listen to us. Thank you for that, Claire. Uh, public service announcement. Now, how about we get in? How about we get on with this episode? Because time is money. <laughs> it certainly is. Our expert for today couldn't be more ideal. 
Lydia Andrews is a wealth advisor with Hoban Assets and wealth coach and founder of Love Yourself Financially. She's based in Abu Dhabi, but is originally from Canada and also has roots in Ghana. She can't be in the studio with us today for obvious reasons. Our studio is in Nairobi. But as a YouTuber and content creator herself, she's a dab hand at recording some pretty awesome audio clips. So we'll be hearing from her nonetheless. For this season, uh, if you remember, if you've, or maybe if you don't know, we will both be saying yes to the same challenge. And we might actually take slightly different approaches to whatever challenge it is so that we can make it meaningful for each of us. And the No Girl will, of course, also feature Freya, a.k.a. the No Girl, is on hand to be the voice of reason through this season. Oh, that rhymed. (laughs) If it rhymes, it can't be so bad, right? Nice. Love it. (laughs) We'll see. Okay, so the challenge this episode is money management. This is all about making the most of the money that you make or figuring out how to make more money or make your money work for you and essentially be less stressed, be more comfortable and more stable in your financial situation, whatever your means, right? So what Lydia did is she set us a 10-day challenge with, you know, a tailored group of questions and exercises for each of us based on our pre-challenge discussion around our own Uh, very personal, uh, key, you know, money, financial behaviors, money, you know, minds, money mindsets, all those things. And, you know, so we, we, it's something that we had to do on a day-to-day basis, either answer a question or do an exercise. And I'm sure we all, we, we know we could, we could definitely do something better. And this Mm -hmm. was an opportunity for us to look deep into ourselves with regards to money and figure out what we wanted to improve. And there was certainly a lot of room for improvement Mm. for some of us. And we thought this was a really important challenge to feature in the podcast as money can be such a delicate topic that we're often reluctant to ask for help on when it comes to really addressing the root causes of our issues. I mean, we're happy in general. Many people are happy to ask for loans, ask friends for loans, but not actually going and figuring out why we keep needing them. Uh, We all want more money, but do we really know that the money we do have is being used in the smartest way possible. Good one. So let's hear from the aim. uh, I mean, let's hear about the aim of the challenge from Lydia herself. Hi, ladies. It's Lydia here from Love Yourself Financially. I'm a wealth advisor and coach, and I help busy professional women build wealth with ease. The biggest hurdle I've seen women face when it comes to building wealth and managing their finances is with regards to their money mindset. Their money mindset will hold them back from being able to understand what challenges they're facing with their finances, to break bad patterns, and to be able to build wealth and invest to meet their financial goals. Having had an initial conversation with Claire and Akumu, I noticed that both of them have completely different mindsets and habits when it comes to money. For that reason, I created this 10-day challenge to address each of their money mindsets uniquely. This challenge will push them out of their comfort zone and also push them to reflect on their past, their present, and their future, especially when we look at their finances. I look forward to hearing how this challenge will push you and change you and set you to start 2022 in a fabulous money mindset way. So we're ready to get stuck in. Oh, but first, I'm sure our no girl has something to say about the topic. Definitely. 
I always thought tracking your spending was such a joy killer, but I've recently become interested in personal finance, thanks to the wealth tribe and quit like a millionaire. And I realized the reason you should track your spending is not to restrict yourself, but to make sure you're spending your money on things that are important and valuable to you. And it, you also get to understand the reasons why you spend the way you spend, which can be quite scary, of course. Ah, she really is perfect for this. Yes, she is. So Claire, why don't you kick us off and tell us how this challenge went for you? I bet you killed it on this one. You're right on the money on that one. <laughs> Some background first. I already knew before this episode that I'm pretty close to my money. Not that we're good friends, but that I don't like to let go of it. I'm not a huge spender and I've never really had trouble staying afloat because I don't really like spending money. Even when I was a little Claire, if I found a coin in the street and I, I would actually check all like the phone boxes on my way home, right, in my neighborhood for loose coins whenever I walked past them. Mm -hmm. uh, that was growing up in London. So when I found a coin, I would declare proudly as little Claire that I would save it for university. <laughs> I didn't think I even knew what university was, but I knew it was something expensive that I needed to save up for. Money management is in the genes. Oh, yes. So since then, I've always been saving up for whatever society thinks I should be saving up for, right? Traveling when I was younger, then a car, then a house and retirement. Right? <laughs> so yes, I have a pension plan recently and I have a savings account and I do certain things pretty well mm -hmm. but maybe I actually do too much of that this realization this realization came to me when Lydia sent me the challenge of reviewing my expenses my challenge for today is to look through my September to November expenses now one thing you should know about me is I keep meticulous track of everything that I spend and everything that comes in so you think if I buy you tea for 20 shillings or like I buy you a coffee you think I'll you know I'll forget about it no I write it down yeah I know not proud of it but I've been doing it for years now and it's a bit of an obsession so I'm just reviewing and gosh I mean I do spend a lot but it's just so sporadic like even when I donate to like charities or support things it's just when it comes up it's not organized and oh my gosh I spend a lot of money on petrol when I have a car uh, so transport and food but food in a big way like I can spend more on food than I would on rent easily easily so yeah and then like yeah so it's like experiences it's not really objects the only objects and necessary things like contact lens liquid how boring am i oh my god what am i doing with my life so i have a problem another problem i have <laughs> is buying things that i really don't need as what? in I, I don't buy things that i don't really need there's too many negatives. Wait, I have, a say it again? I have trouble spending on things that I don't need, like on luxuries. Ah, okay. Right? Yeah. Material things. You are a miser-ish. Ish. <laughs> I mean, some people might disagree because maybe I hide it well. Um, but I'm a self-confessed hoarder, right? But I don't go out and buy objects very often. I spend money on experiences, but I still try and do them like, you know, on a, a reasonable okay. budget. Um, so as part of my rewards, so Lydia challenged me to reward myself after doing these answering these questions and self-reflecting. So I decided to just do that. 
Mm-hmm. So this challenge happened just before Christmas. So I decided to buy myself a Christmas tree. So listen. A tree? Yeah. Real, fake? Well, listen to this. <laughs> so, um, basically, I've never had my own Christmas tree outside of my parents' house. So I've decided I'm going to do it. And I've ordered and paid the deposit for a small, like a fur, so I can still use it past Christmas, but a small fur, and I'm going to buy some decorations later today from Kazuri Bead Shop, Bead and Ceramic Workshop. So I think I've given myself a nice reward. I don't need a little Christmas tree, but it would make me happy in my home to have something very Christmassy. Success! So it's because I've never had my own tree and I was actually going to Kazuri, which is a a Nairobi-based bead and ceramic workshop that trains and employs single mothers from low-income areas. I was going there to do a Hago tour. So you remember from season two, you came along with me to do Mm -hmm. a Hago tour? Episode three, I think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I had my mind set on buying some decorations there, some little ceramic decorations. And so getting a small tree that I could de-decorate, right, So I would decorate it for Christmas and then de-decorate it after Christmas and have it just as one of my normal plants. So I got this small... Ah, it's tiny. It's a little, like a little fir tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little fir. So when I mentioned this to my mum on the phone, she immediately said, oh, princess, I'll buy that for you. I'll pay for it. Because she... Sorry, I didn't do the French accent, but she has a French accent. Please do the French accent. (laughs) So she knows me very, very well. Basically... And she also seeks ways to show her love and support from afar, right? We live on different continents. And on this occasion, buying me a Christmas tree was her way of doing it. And she also knows my lack of track record in buying things like this that aren't necessary or edible. Because as we heard before, I spend money on like necessary basics or like food Mm. or like contact lens liquid. Mm. Because those are my two main spending items, right? Necessary or edible. (laughs) So I had to reject my mum's offer in the name of staying true to the challenge (laughs) that Lydia had set to me. And I bought it myself. So first mission accomplished. Nice. Then on Christmas Day, the worst happened. We were supposed to spend the day on Christmas Day, the 25th, with Saxo's family. That's my partner's family. Mm -hmm. And then travel somewhere for New Year's to the coast, which we did last year, for some us time at the beach. A positive home COVID test scuppered those plans. Wow. So suddenly I had ambitions to spend money and nowhere to spend it. Damn. So instead, so this was on Christmas Day, I was negative, right? I didn't have COVID. Um, what we did was we ordered some individual portions of food from uh, like a local grilled meat restaurant, right? A Yamachama place. Mm-hmm. And so I, who was negative and Saxo supported me. Uh, He was for the idea. He was actually the one that ordered the food. We actually gave out some food parcels in the street to some of the people that clearly had like a way harder Christmas than us, right? Mm. Either people who are alone or engaging in physical labor or who found themselves homeless, you name it. Nice. Um, But I counted this as a treat, right? Because it wasn't an altruistic gesture. It made us, basically we did it to make ourselves feel better and also more grounded. And that like doesn't remove the altruism. But altruism <laughs> is when it's just for someone else. Like it's selfless. It's nothing to do with you. This was entirely to do with us. It was quite selfish. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, and we felt good because we'd done something in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Then I got COVID over New Year's. 
Wow. So I decided to treat myself with an expensive bottle of champagne and some French delicacies for a home-based celebration. So I think what I did, I think I did what I set out to, right? Mm. Even if it was You like, met the, the needs of the challenge. Yeah, even though it wasn't what I had planned. So interestingly, based on what you just said, when we reviewed this challenge and the outcomes with Lydia, she said she shared some great insights. So firstly, she advised me to stop tracking everything because I track every single expense, but instead to set myself a budget, like this is how much I've basically been spending every month. Let me take that figure, maybe add a little bit because I'm unlikely to go spending crazy. So why do I need to keep tracking everything? So you just have a general thing. You don't yeah. have to be strict. Exactly. Mm. And then... I can just check on my outgoings every so often. So for now, I'm thinking every three months. So I just check, like, what's the status of my accounts? How much how much did I earn in that time? And how much has my balance changed? And therefore, I get, like, the net of what I've spent. This should save time because it takes a lot of time to track all your expenses and also hopefully make me a bit less anxious uh, how around money. How much do you do it right now? Just give them an idea. Okay, right now, I'm still doing it. I've the, just made How the much time do you use every week? Mm -hmm. It's not crazy, but maybe like 20 minutes a week. Yeah, that's crazy for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she also gave me a talking down around my attitude, like you just did, kind of, mm -hmm. which I think I needed. So take a listen. Giving to other people will make you feel good. That's what it's supposed to do. You shouldn't yeah. give to other people grudgingly, you know, or forcefully, mm -hmm. or, you know, you want to give, as someone recently said, out of the spirit of generosity and not from mm -hmm. any kind of expectation. So you made it seem almost negative. The fact that you <sighs> giving the things out, the food out made you feel good. Mm -hmm. Like it was something that you would, you didn't do it for selfish reasons, but it was selfish of you to feel good for doing it. And I want mm -hmm. you to scrap that thought because that's not at all what it's about. Yes. Generally, we feel good when we give. That's why we give. You know, it feels nice to be able to help someone and support someone in need. So don't feel bad and don't feel like you're being selfish by helping other people. If we all helped each other more, I feel like the world would be a lot better of a place. So I'm now going into the new year because we're recording this at the beginning of 2022 with some new financial plans and a new approach to how I manage my finances, which should make me less anxious, which should free up some time, but not make me, you know, broke, <laughs> because I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm capable of, of doing that right now. I'm very lucky that, you know, I've got into a, a pattern and yeah. I have a, a, I do have a stable enough income that I don't need to worry about that. I count myself as very, very lucky in that sense. And I know not everyone's in that position. But essentially, this challenge was, I would say, a success for me on a personal level, at least. Definitely. Yeah. Now it's right on the money on that <laughs> on one. On <laughs> the money or surrounded by money, swimming in money. <laughs> and, uh, that's not true, by the way. I, I don't have crazy amounts of money, but I just don't. I don't need crazy amounts because I, I don't spend understand. that much. I actually don't understand why you're anxious about money because you always have it somewhere. Well, that's the thing. I I, I have money because I don't spend that much and I'm very close like I'm very very hyper conscious of when I spend money mm. uh, handing over money makes me slightly anxious um anyway the Interesting. read will <laughs> maybe share some of the quotes that I shared in in the exercises so you can see I'll explain why I'm from. shocked at your anxiety because I have reason to be anxious <laughs> 
we have different reasons. But I want to hear more about yours now because we had very different um, backgrounds and experiences. So fire away. Okay, so I'll just start by saying I'm one of those people who kind of gets uncomfy talking about money because it actually I have reason to be anxious about it. <laughs> Like real reasons. Um, not sure. I'm not sure if it's because I have a weird relationship with it or I'm just scared of it. Uh, I'm not the patron saint of proper money, money management. Not even close. I'm probably the opposite. I'm like the <laughs> cautionary tale of sorts <laughs> when it comes to money management. And with this challenge and the questions that Lydia was gracious enough to avail for us, um, a lot of things became clear to me. So my money mindset, you know, its origins, how I approach it today. So just in terms of background, so my mom is kind of a financial genius when it comes to money management. I mean, she pretty much raised a full kids, a full house of kids on her own for a very long time. Uh, all the while also investing her money, even going on to own property. I mean, wow. my firstborn sister is also like super money wise. It's scary. So I'm not sure where those jeans went <laughs> because they totally failed to trickle you spend down. Them. Yeah, so I may, maybe because she was so good at money. So she, you know, she, my mom was so good with money management. Like every Sunday, she would give each of us an envelope. This is your money for your week. Money for your week. Money for your week. Always in envelopes. Always well wow. planned. You know, it's crazy. So maybe that knowing that she always had it sorted just made me, you know, just, yeah, what the fuck? I don't have to care, you know? So that's me now. Now At my age, I think my mom had six kids, yes. At my age, my mom had wow. six kids. And I have no kids. And I still find myself struggling, you know, throughout the month. You know, sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm really bad. So here's a bit of introspection I had during this challenge. So answering the questions Lydia gave us to answer in uh, in a week of you know um, financial management, um, one question came to my mind like, what is broke? You know, it's a super relative term to a lot of people. Um, and one of the things uh, I think the questions was, you know, how did your parents manage money, and how did affect and how did that affect you um, in how you manage money now? And I think. For me, one of my answers was about, you know, how my mom used to say she's broke. And I think her broke and when she was raising, you know, all of us, um, mostly by herself. And my broke with no kids is very different. Funny enough, you know, I think her broke just meant, you know, money is tied up. And mine actually means, you know, money is not existing <laughs> but it's, it's on the way so that's that's the difference between her broken mind yeah so it was interesting to see that so in writing answers to Lydia's questions during the challenge I found out first that I hate being broke but somehow I'm also allergic to having too much disposable money with me <laughs> so it's like a weird concussion of in one person, like I'm a walking contradiction. So I always have this urge to spend, spend, spend. Mm, and sometimes even when I don't need to, some, sometimes I literally create a reason to spend money out of thin air. That, that makes me like totally opposite of what mm. Claire is. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> my anxiety much. is I have money, I have to use it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
Um, and it's partly due to maybe how my brain is wired, maybe my past, and also how I regard money making, which is a very unique uh, thing that adds on to the whole thing. Um, you see, freedom is my top priority, you know, value um, anytime. So I would rather choose freedom and be broke over being rich and in shackles. Uh, and I carry this mentality um, when it comes to money. So for me, money can always be made, but time and experiences can't always, you know, come knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. So, of course, my 20s and 30s didn't didn't include paying for diapers or school fees. <laughs> Thank God for that. Unlike my mother. But uh, my babies came in the form of flight tickets, you know, visa fees and accommodation costs because I was always up running and going somewhere, traveling somewhere. So now that I've hung my traveling boots and digital nomad boots, I find myself with the same old mentality, just, you know, and I'm not even traveling, you know. Mm. So these days it helps that, you know, my mom kind of just, you know, sometimes she just forces me and sits me down. So she's actually my financial advisor. And, you know, this particular challenge also forced me to take a good look at everything in black and white, you know. I knew I had some debt, but I never really totaled it all up. When I did, I almost had a heart attack. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. So I actually have reason to be anxious. So, but still, I I feel like money can always be made. So I can always get better. So I had done a bit of expense tracking back in 2021 because of a self-help book. Yes, you should read them, Claire. Uh, well, apparently for this, I, um, <laughs> yeah, I you don't tra- need to. Track. You don't need to. You track it. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I had to read a book to get me to track. <laughs> and and for I, how long did you track And I still it? lost the plot after two months. Oh, yeah, not bad. Two, two months is not bad, and it was an app on the phone. I, I tried to find something that's super easy. I don't. I mean, Excel sheet would need me to open a laptop. Blah blah blah. I wanted to make it as easy as possible. And thanks to this challenge, I'm back to that. Uh, Clearly not perfectly, but it's a start. At least I'm back to that. And, you know, I have some, you know, totals in my head. So I know I have to work on a payment plan to set, you know, the debt repayments. Um, I have to, you know, work on a plan for new investments. I did not achieve all the targets of this challenge. Um, I think Lydia wanted me to save a couple of amounts of money each day for the 10-day period. I was clearly not able to do that because of the debts that I have. So that challenge also made me create a plan. So um, Lydia actually advised me to kind of work my ass off to earn more money this year (laughs) so that I can both end the debts and invest and do a lot more. So for 2022, I have goals um, to increase, of course, the emergency fund. I think I wiped out. I wiped. I wiped it out last year. So increase the emergency fund and uh, invest more, as well as as pay my debts. So so I asked uh, an interesting question. I asked her. So if you have debt, should you invest or should you focus on finishing your debt? I think she said you should actually do both. Mm-hmm. If you can, yeah. yeah. If you can, which I can. So that's what I'm focusing on. So this is definitely one of those challenges that will stay with me forever, even in my afterlife. And, the afterlife, and hopefully and I, my I afterlife, money. <laughs> hopefully in my afterlife, I'll have a better, you know, genetic disposition when it comes to money. So thank you, Lydia, so much for your, for the challenge and for the, you know, the questions that made us, you know, think hard about how we think about money. And thank you, Claire, for allowing me to see just how different two people can be when it comes to money management. <laughs> That was probably one of the most interesting parts of this, how completely different our, our approaches and needs were. Yeah. 
very different. It's crazy. Even Lydia was in shock, I think. <laughs> yeah. So now we want to hear how Lydia rated us in this challenge. So we had a chat with her about how things went. And we also used a spreadsheet to track our daily progress, our goals and our self-reflections over the 10 days in quite a structured way. So these ratings were really based on how we lived up to the proper challenges um, that she set us on a daily basis. So my questions were things like what behaviors from how you were raised do you want to keep and which do you want to let go of? And Akumu had questions like, how will you hold yourself to account on your 2022 financial goals, etc. So let's see what Lydia had to say after all of this. I'll start with Akumu. I'll give her an 8 out of 10 because it was a lot of reflection work. And I think that from the reflection work, she's going to be making a lot of changes for this year. And Claire, I'll give a nine because not only did you do the reflection, you were able to actually start doing some of the work already. So eight for Akumu and Claire, nine for you. I mean, this is absolutely one of those things where like, it's not about that week, right? That week was like you say, mostly about reflecting and kind of setting us on a path. But mm -hmm. I think like this will actually really long-term help us to, to stick to that. And, you know, I think one of the challenges might be accountability, you know, either having someone to help hold us accountable um, or, you know, sticking, sticking to it really. We also asked Lydia to share some advice for anyone on how to start getting, you know, better with money management. So just, you know, keeping everything in order in that department. And here's what she had to say. Okay, so first is accepting where you are now financially, wherever that may be. Forgiving yourself for things you didn't know better. Um, forgive yourself for things where you knew better, but you still made mistakes. Give yourself a lot of grace because especially women, we're very hard on ourselves. So that would be the first thing. Take note of where you are financially. And then whether or not you need to, you may have to work with a professional to help you get out of whatever financial situation you're in or to help you set a plan for the future. If you want to work with a financial professional, I'm always here. But you can find someone online or in your city. If you want to do it on your own, you can look at the numbers, figure out what your future goals are, and then work backwards. So, for example, um, by the time, I don't know, 10, 15 years from now, you want to be able to quit your job so you can travel the world. Figure out how much money you're going to need for that and work it backwards so you can figure out how much you should be investing, not just saving, but actually investing so that you can hit your goal. So I like... Um, reverse engineering financial goals because then you can see what you need to be doing today and then what changes you need to make. I think when you see the bigger picture, you're more likely to make the changes to hit your goals. If it's just a matter of, oh, I need to clean up my finances a bit here and there, you may not be as motivated to do so. But when you actually have goals that you're trying to achieve, then you'll be more driven to hit them. If you want to talk to Lydia about your own financial management issues, you can find her through Hoban Assets and the My LYF plan. 
So if you want to learn more about financial management or some of the tips and tricks we used in this episode, as well as even some of the questions and, you know, uh, reflection, you know, exercises that we had to do, um, including even how to connect with Lydia herself, check out the show notes or head over to our Instagram page because it's the one we lead with. Instagram at Yes Girls Podcast all together and you'll find everything you need. And if you want to suggest something that you think the Yes Girls should do, be or learn for a future episode, send us your ideas. If you want to share your expertise, your business, your passion or your money with us through one of our episodes. Yes, money, money, money. Get in touch with us. So then Akumu, Akumu can be better at money management if she has more money. <laughs> yes. So reach out at Yes Girls Podcast across all platforms. We'll also share our behind the scenes photos and videos of our various experiences so that you can get to see a little of what we put ourselves through, all in the name of doing, being and learning for your entertainment. And education. So now we're super grateful for the investment of time and skills and even just effort <laughs> that Sompisha Productions at Snowball Studios give us with the help of Ernest and Ryoba. And they all put in a lot of work into producing this episodes and all others. Um, Sam Kagura of Eternal Concepts was very good value for our money, <laughs> totally. When he did our epic logo design, um, everyone loves it. We love it too. And we would always stretch our budget to whatever was necessary for Pedro Brian, who composed our theme music. For our resident, no girl, Freya Odds Dot here. She should be rolling in cash after this. And if not, <laughs> she should totally talk to Lydia Andrews, our guest our guest expert. I don't know why guest expert is like a tongue Get twister. Expert. Guest spot. Our expert for this episode. And she was really, really the bread and butter of this challenge. <laughs> this is us also sending a huge thank you to you all. And we would splash out on any of you at any time. Uh, Claire's money, maybe not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, the Yes Girls, boys, and everything in between who are listening to us and engaging with us on our socials. We'll be back soon for another episode, even sooner than you know it, although still technically in two weeks' time. It will just seem shorter because your lives will be so busy and stimulating and full of money and happiness. We'll be back with another very, very essential skill to basically just survive and thrive in life but this one this next one will be a being episode which are always fun and freaking tough <laughs> but for now that's it from us claire and akumu and we are the, the yes, yes girls, girls. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.